You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adam. This is Murps. Hello. Um, I hope all of you guys are having a good time with Diablo 2 Resurrected uh, because that's what I have been playing this entire time. Have not been playing. Yeah, that's what, that's what this I've been playing too. Line ten. I know when when you can, but you, oh, what a casual. Oh uh, yeah, I, I couldn't take the week off. Unlike unlike Mister Vacation Time over here, I, I had to work sixty hours in like five days. So yeah, that, limited my playtime of D two. Yeah, that uh, that seems like a big you issue right here. But freaking day jobs. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you people with school with work. How you do that and play video games. It's just, it's so much easier to do it when you don't have those things. You can just play video games all day. Yes, just playing video games is the way to go. Uh, but anyways, we have some stuff to announce. We have some Hearthstone content to announce. Let's just get to it. All right, all right. We're going to do a little bit of Hearthstone. Question of, okay, fine, fine, fine. But for the Hearthstone stuff, let's just get it out of the way, all right? First, this is not going to be a Hearthstone-centric uh, podcast episode. The last one was like 50-50. This one's going to be like 1090. Because um, uh, honestly, there's just not that much going on with Hearthstone right now. And what there is to go on on the arena side is is just disappointment. For those of you who are wondering, it's like, whoa, wait. Are they just done with Hearthstone? Are they just purely going to be playing Diablo games? No. This is the Hellforce Let's podcast. Let's face it. Not that much is going on in Hearthstone right now. Like, Mercenaries is on the cusp of coming out. Arena is, is I mean, yeah, you know, soon TM, right? Arena is kind of the same old, same old. BGs, yes, they implemented like a balance patch, but... I'm waiting for uh, something a little bit more before I really dig in. I will be playing Arena whenever a new expansion comes out. I will be playing Mercenaries, definitely, whenever that launches. And I will be playing BGs whenever I feel like there is a meta that I want to try out. So we're definitely not done with Hearthstone for any one of you know anyone who's wondering out there and seeing us do all these D two resurrected streams. Okay, uh, it's literally but, been half a stream. Oh, oh, streams. Okay, I was like podcast wise, it's been half a podcast. Well, no, and all this these one. streams. Like, uh, yeah, yes, yeah, and we yes. have we, done. We search, in case you're wondering, we've switched over all of our non Sunday streams to Diablo, and um, part of the announcement is actually that uh, there will not be streams on Friday, Sunday, or Monday. That's the eighth, tenth, or eleventh of next week. Because uh, we're going to Vegas. We'll talk about that afterwards, after we talk about uh, Hearthstone. Though. All right. Um, go go so, talk about yeah. Hearthstone. So in the arena, going back going back to the arena, um, it's still in the same shape that it was last time we left off last week, which is to say Warlocks are dominating at 56.3% win rate. Uh, your Demon Hunters, Warriors, Paladins, all good. Then you have Hunters and Shamans as playable classes. And then you have four classes that are not really playable. Like, yes, Druid a major 45%, not 41-42% like Rogue and Priest. But 45 is so low that these classes are basically unplayable. Now, Rogue and Priest are, like, you know, super low that they're actually unplayable. But either way, you are not just doing yourself a disservice, but you're barely participating in the game by picking any of these classes. So this is one of the worst balance metas to hit the arena in quite some time as far as class balance goes. And it's because they move too many things at once. And uh, I'm really waiting for them to hit the button again or to give us another rotation, right? They normally give a rotation in the middle of, uh, of the cycle. And the middle of the cycle is 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 like this week yeah they haven't announced anything and weren't there look i i I am not going to pretend like i i I keep at the very you know forefront of the arena news right now um do we know if there's going to be one i thought that they were like preoccupied Mm -hmm. with mercenaries uh yeah um we we do not know that when we we never know there's going to be one they barely ever announce that there's going to be one it just kind of comes um also normally around this time maybe usually this weekend uh but sometimes you know maybe afterwards they do the dual class event and that kind of screws arena over for the entire month so october is always kind of a terrible month for arena for me um 
So I will play the arena as soon as they hit the button and create some semblance of balance in the arena. I don't need a new pa like I don't need a new expansion to come out or, or anything. I just need it to be not dual class and like come on, you can't have right now five of the ten classes are unbalanced. Like this is some abysmal um, like balancing rating in the in the arena right now. Like we're talking like this is even without micro adjusts, it usually is not that bad. So, it's some mix of the weird adjustments they're currently already doing, uh, not mixing well with maybe the uh, types of uh, expansions that they've chosen to include in, uh, in this rotation. But, either way, this is, uh, this is why I'm not playing the Arena. I didn't think I would play Diablo 2 instead of uh, Hearthstone for this long. I thought I'd play Diablo 2 for like, you know, like on, on stream at least. Like, I obviously played it in my off time. Um, but Arena's just so bad, uh, there's, I, I feel like no, uh, just, I don't, I don't want to be in there playing the Arena, right? Because it's like, did you roll a Warlock? If so, great. If not, I guess you could still play the game if you rolled a Demon Hunter, Warrior, or Paladin. Otherwise, I mean, kind of good luck. Plus, in the Arena, you don't have me literally feeding you things to, to further your gameplay. Except on Sundays. <laughs> god damn confirming what chat has always known oh uh, god uh but yeah uh, arena is definitely one of those things where i i am not having fun uh right now like i i watch it sometimes as well uh mostly from watching dreads i'm just like oof that 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 that, that man is gone like oh i don't know man uh, yeah, I feel bad for the arena streamers right now because like, it's just it's it's bad, and I really think I really hope I don't know if they're gonna fix it, but they have to, right? It's either the rotation or the event, or they're gonna just hit the button again. Something's gonna happen soon. So the earliest time an arena stream will possibly come back is going to be October fifteenth, which is not this Friday, but the Friday afterwards. That is, if they do stuff to the arena that is not adding dual classes. Um, and because I'll I'll go back to my uh, Friday arena streams, um, and then Wednesday will be variety, which now means Diablo two. Yep. Uh, but yep. Um, do you want to talk anything about BGs at all, or do you want to just go into questions from the goat? No, there's not much going on in BGs. I've been checking it out, and um, look, I I've always tried to be very honest with you guys in terms of. The knowledge that I am able to pass on to you, as in, I would never want to kind of like speak in uh, kind of like a air of authority if I don't know the meta. And right now, I don't really know the meta. I do watch some streams during the day, like this past week when I was D2ing, I would just put on some BG streams and I would kind of watch on the side. So, so that's the extent of my knowledge. I checked out like HS Replay as well. And honestly, the game right now seems like okay-ish. Um, it seems okay-ish. Um, as, as in, you know, these kind of like mid-level or mid, uh, you know, mid-game defensive builds are viable. You know how I can tell uh, based on how overall excited Shady Bunny is <laughs> by buying like tier 3 and tier 4 units, okay? Because I do watch his stream a decent amount, and uh, whenever he's really excited, you know, about, like, Arm of the Empire, or it, in today's meta, Gem Splitter, you could mm. tell it's like, oh, man, he, he loves that grindy mid-range, like, just, just get the MMR whenever you can kind of games, gameplay, which is what makes him uh, such a good player, right? Because a lot of people uh, kind of, like, askew that sort of gameplay to try to go for the giant pop-off dreads that never comes uh and then lose mmr because of it so once again i'm just going to give a shout out to uh shady uh because he he teaches that really well but um yeah this is a meta in which you, you really can flex these mid game uh kind of strats uh daryl is you know daryl was good daryl is really pretty good like he, he He's even a little bit better now, as in, like, his chances of guaranteeing that top two have gotten higher instead of just, like, top three, you know? So, I think the meta's fine. I'm just waiting for something a little bit new, because I was talking to other people as well, and I feel as though I, 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 
I just got beat down by the previous meta, as in, like, um, it was just a little bit too much. Um, I, I, there was too much, uh, you know, Doomsayer, there was too much frogs, and I was just like, I don't want to play this right now. So, I'm waiting for a, a more substantial change. But, if you are like me, and you're just wondering, look, Murps, I hated the frogs, I hated how early of an advantage in Econ and in Tempo Doomsayer gave people, um, is it safe to go back? It's absolutely safe. Mechs are the best, uh, the best tribe right now, which should tell you something. Uh, and additionally, like, gem splitter compositions are kind of a new sort of taunt comp. As in, uh, you know, you don't have to tear up high, you get a lot of power, and you can beat up a lot of people just by using these, like, uh, divine shield, um, gem splitter, uh, and ground shaker combo so it's pretty good like i think the game is in a pretty good state because a healthy mid game is healthy for the game um check it out you know it's it's not a game that i particularly want to dig into right now a lot of that has to do with diablo 2 but uh that's my take on it and uh it, you know if you were a little bit hesitant i would say give it a shot it's good right now all right uh let's go to the question from the goat before we talk about diablo um which which really we've been playing diablo for our entire gaming time for the past uh basically since it came out uh so question from the goat brought to you by our patrons patreon.com slash grinning goat and uh we're gonna do a more in-depth question from the goat this time because uh the question from the goat is what are you doing on your on your days off uh because we are taking friday sunday and monday off that means no life force next week no arena coop next week and also uh the friday and, and monday streams are also not there next week and that is because for all of those days we will be in las vegas arriving on friday leaving on a red eye monday night we took the days off. We booked the trip. Murps, why don't you tell them why we are choosing this time to go to Las Vegas? It's because I got to catch them all, all right? <laughs> so let's rewind a few weeks back. And uh, Golden Auctions, which is an auction site for, uh, you know, for collectibles and everything. For some high-end collectibles and some not as high-end collectibles as well. Uh, but I'm part of a, a Discord called E4. Um, it's run by this YouTuber named SM Pratt. You might have seen his like videos if you, um, you know, if you watch Pokemon content. Um, but I was in there and people were like, hey, are you checking out these auctions? They're going for really low. And what happened is uh, Steve Aoki and Gary King Pokemon, the guy who was on Pawn Stars, uh, and they paired with this group called Dumb Money. Yes, please, please insert whatever joke you want there. Um, they got a first edition base set booster box, a shadowless booster, bo uh, booster box, and an unlimited booster box. So three versions of the very first type of English Pokemon cards. And they were auctioning off a random pack from each. And it was going for really cheap. And by really cheap, I don't mean like 50 bucks. It was still thousands of dollars. Uh, but it got to the point where we all did the math and we looked at it. We were like, wait, um, if it stays at this price or even just rises by a little bit, that's an insane deal. As in, first of all, the experience is ridiculous. I, I, I have I have personally never opened a first edition base set pack. Um and here's my chance to do it. And it got to the point where I mapped it out. I'm like, it's actually positive EV for opening up a pack. Expected value. So bid on it, won it, surprisingly. And then I got this VIP uh, like ticket to go to this party with Steve Aoki, who also loves Pokemon. And he'll be there in opening and everything. Um, and then I told Brand New about this. And then... Brand new was just like, hey, oh, Adapta wants to go to Vegas because that's his birthday weekend. He's turning 35. He's 35, you know, like going mm -hmm. on death, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, this is much past the midlife crisis for him because there's no way he's getting to 70 with his, like, current oh, God, lifestyle. 70. My yeah. dad just turned 70. 
Yeah. Like, like last week. And yeah. there's a nice picture of him that he sent to me. He's in Mongolia. And so he sent me a picture of them in some, like, fancy restaurant. But apparently the fancy restaurant doesn't have fancy birthday hats. Or they just chose not to, like, use them. And so he has, like, a Burger King, like, kind of, like, paper hat on top <laughs> for a crown. Next to my grandparents, who are both alive on that side. And they're, like, 95. So it's just three very, very old people at a table. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good picture. That's pretty uh, great. But yeah. yeah, that may not be my actual age, but that's how I feel right now. I feel like I should be at that table next to them, which is why I'm talking about this whole retiring and playing video games all day thing. He's already talking about so it, much better, so much better than going to a day job and then coming home and then maybe still having the energy to play video games. Wait, are you uh, serious? Sure you guys playing feel. video games all day is better than working and then maybe having time to play video games. Are you? you we know, need more research on this, dude. This like, is, wait, I, what? I, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to volunteer to do this research. So I've done the the before, right? Of the working, then coming home, then playing video games. I've worked multiple jobs and came home and played uh -huh. video games. Right. Um, Right. Uh, but but I haven't done the don't work and just play video games thing. Uh, so I think that's the next thing I should try. Okay. All right. Well, you uh, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, after I talked to Brand New about this, and she was like, "Hey, Adokta is going to Vegas." Then it just turned into this big thing, and now Natasha's going. So uh, mm -hmm. the, the four P. Yeah. So that's that's. By the way, if you guys don't know, because you don't listen to every episode of the Life Forge and 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 watch us and stuff, uh, brand new is my wife, Natasha. Four P is Murph's wife. Yep. So we are all going to Vegas now on Saturday. Con uh, Connie and I, or brand new and I, are going to the Pokemon party because uh, brand new is a Pokemon fanatic. And really, I told her, I was like, hey, there's going to be like high monetary value card giveaways at the party. She lit up. She was like, oh my God, giveaways? <laughs> Raffles? What? Uh, to give you an idea of, of who I married, uh, Brand New's number one thing that she wanted to do in Vegas is to eat at a buffet. Now, she I don't just, that's, a, that's a normal Vegas thing, right? Like to eat at a buffet? I mean, yeah. But, but when she eats at a buffet, she is like a military general, and her entire purpose is to extract every single cent of value and make. And, and she's like, I don't know, like she's like a, a average slash skinnier than average woman, uh, and her goal is to extract all the value possible out of this buffet and make them regret ever letting her in for whatever price it is that that they're getting. But I've seen her eat; she doesn't eat that much. She doesn't. But she's like has the intensity to make that attempt and she hypes herself up. So on our YouTube, which is usually dominating our TV for like, when did you tell us this? Like two weeks ago? Uh, uh, yeah, something like that, maybe. Yeah. So for like two weeks, all that's been on our YouTube is videos of other people eating at different Vegas buffets. Are you kidding me? No. So she knows. So the, the first night we're getting there, we're all eating at a buffet uh, for, for our dinner before we like head out to the strip or pass out or whatever. Right. Uh, and she knows exactly where every station is and what all the foods that will be offered are for that dinner. I don't know if she has her plates planned out yet, but but this is all this is all there. And, are, and are we you... had done in-depth research of which buffet to go to, which was totally pointless because they were all fully reserved three weeks in advance. Oh my so we only God. had the choice of, of one of them. But it was I a mean, good we one. have more than it's one. Still, it's, it's a good still, one. It's, it's a good still one. A very yeah, yeah. If you guys want to stalk us down, we'll we'll be at the win. Um, please, please don't stalk us down unless you happen to also be yeah. at the win. <laughs> so look, this weekend will be filled with lots of gambling. Uh, Adokta is doing actual money gambling. I am doing uh, Pokemon gambling because mm -hmm. once again, here's a way I calculated it. It is still positive EV on me opening up the packs. But not significantly so. And right. also... You're doing it for the experience. I'm doing it for the experience. Uh, like, doing this, because the experience is obviously worth something. Uh, and having positive EV, that's unheard of. So, mm -hmm. I'm very happy Usually when you open a Pokemon card, you lose like two-thirds of the value or something, right? Half. About half. Yeah. About half the value? Okay. Yeah, but yeah. It's, 
Yeah, for the vintage stuff, a lot of it is like you lose about half. For for okay. modern stuff, you lose more than two thirds. You lose more than okay, because I've seen you guys open the modern stuff on the stream, doing like ETB battles and whatever the brand new that you have poisoned brand new and gotten her into, <laughs> and uh, it's all just just a huge money losing. Okay, no, no, no. See, here's the thing. God, she's just like dreads in a way. I, like I try to introduce them. Like, okay, here are good value vintage cards that yes are a little bit expensive as in it's like $50 or $100 mm. per card I'm like but it's guaranteed to go up in price it's a good purchase and look how pretty it is and you don't have to gamble on anything I recommend you buy this and then dreads goes like I'm gonna eat 50 happy meals um you know <laughs> like just have bad poops and get these cards and meanwhile brand new is like I'm going to watch these modern openings only buy modern and then stress out about whether or not I open them and then open them at the end to extract like zero value out of everything. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I don't know how. And then, and then she complains that she's not lucky. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're just expected to have crap. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the the uh, EV for opening up modern products in Pokemon, I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, like, it, you're just doing it to have fun. You are just doing it mm -hmm. to have fun. That That is it. Yep. But yeah, so the point is we're going to be in Vegas. Uh, my birthday is October 10th. You will, you will find me at the roulette tables putting money on the number 10 until people are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, hey, until I run out of money, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I will. I, my goal is to pay off the entire trip. So this is not a trip in which we are skimping money on, okay? We have jobs. We have disposable income. Murps is able to spend a crap ton of money to invest into Pokemon cards. Um, so we're, we're, we're spending money like it's a celebration. And um, if we, uh, my goal is to make back all that money. All of it. Get the rooms comped. Get the food comped. Just be able to turn over enough times of the money that the casino is like, okay, we want you to come back for your next birthday and, uh, and, and, and give some good comps and then win enough money, you know, to, uh, to cover everything. All right. Uh, so it's going to be real fun. We will update you guys on exactly what happens. Also, I will tweet out because it, the pack opening will be live streamed. You can, you know, uh, oh yeah, that's set, right. Set you guys can wa actually watch Murps on Saturday as he opens up a like what like three thousand dollar pack or four thousand dollar pack. I don't know how much those packs are worth. Uh, well, one of the packs is only worth like six hundred bucks. Another one is worth like a thousand five hundred, and the other the, one, the big is, one, the big one, the big one is worth like. Eight thousand. Oh, oh, okay. I was I was super undershooting that. Yeah, okay. Watch Murps open an eight thousand dollar Pokemon card pack. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's worth a, a good amount of money. Um, so yeah, look, we're hoping for a holographic, obviously. Uh, I'm hoping for a Charizard, obviously. But uh, there are some nice hitters, even in the common and uncommon slots, which is really what makes the pack pretty valuable. I will actually never get this opportunity again. Certainly not for this price. Certainly not at a, at like a sort of celebrity. They said there's, there's going to be like additional celebrities there. Um, event in which they're giving you food and drinks and it's going to be live streamed. It just seems like a really fun way to kind of celebrate the hobby. So why not get a positive IV, uh, not IV, EV from doing it uh, and also um, have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, so it's going to be a pretty big trip, um, and uh, this is why, I mean, usually, you'll you, if you've been watching us for like the last like six years or something, we rarely take a trip at the same time unless it happens to be literally for a Hearthstone thing. Um, so this is uh, this is probably the first time we've done it, like actually do a trip at the same time. That is not like me going over to your place or you coming over to my place so that we would still do a stream. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a, it'll definitely be fun and, uh, we will, you can watch Murps do the opening and I suggest you do. It is not often you can watch your favorite streamer open a $8,000 pack of Pokemon cards. You can uh, definitely kick W at me. Like there is some good kick W opportunities there. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it, oh man, it could, oh, so here's the thing. The chances of it going horrifically wrong are low, but the chances of like it going really really well are obviously not like super high because of how rare you know mm -hmm. uh, and, if, it and if you're wondering where to watch it merps will tweet at it watch our twitter yep. mm -hmm. and at the end of the trip 
Probably sometime Monday or maybe Tuesday if I feel really sad about it. Basically, if I'm not tweeting by the end of Monday, I probably lost a lot of money and I'm very sad about it. But at Tuesday at, at latest, I will tweet out the exact amount of money that I lost in Vegas in gambling. Damn. Okay. Or the exact amount that I won in Vegas in gambling. You know, who knows? I could come back from this trip a millionaire. Sure. It's possible, okay? Anything's possible with gambling. It it is possible, I guess. Um that's that's some that's some pretty heavy copium you got going on, but you know what? Sure, dude. Sure. It's your thirty fifth birthday. You only get one chance for a thirty fifth birthday. Live it up, man. You you got this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. Um, so that's question from the goat and what we're doing, uh, this weekend and why we won't be here. And, uh, there's no light force. There's no arena coop. They will not be like made up or anything because we're out for like the few days before that and the days after that too. So it'll be hard to, to put it together. Um, but yeah, but we will be back with a Wednesday stream on the 13th for Diablo two. Uh, if not on the 12th. So one thing talking about Diablo two, uh, Murps, you have been streaming every single night. Besides I'm a Friday streamer I've now. been streaming, yeah, I've been streaming Friday nights, but you've been there too. It's not like you haven't been there on Friday nights. And you've been streaming every other night, Diablo 2, since the game released, outside of the actual release night. Wait, no, did you stream the actual release night? Or did you just play without streaming? I don't remember. I know you played. That night was actually a blur. I don't remember. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I'm not actually, like, I do not remember. Okay. I don't think you were streaming. I don't think you were streaming because me and Brand New had a pretty chill, like, uh, me teaching her the game while we go through Act 1 session. So we were definitely not on stream, and I feel like we would have been if you were if you were streaming. But yeah, besides the actual launch night, every night has been streamed. And are you going to stream every night up until, like, you leave? Uh, no, no, no guarantees. No guarantees. Okay, no. okay. But but it may happen. Um, uh, and probably it may not. It, probably okay, not? I mean, okay. it may. Like, we can say a lot of things may we'll, happen. We'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so with all of this Diablo, and, and what he's not, he's, he's playing like double, triple, quadruple the amount of times that he's streaming. What, what, what is your, uh, what is your general strat in the game right now? Like, what are you trying to do besides just having fun in the game? All right. You know what is really fun? Getting all the end game items as fast as possible. That's what's fun for me, okay? So here, uh, we here at the Green and Goat, we always try to provide you with some strategy. Uh, we always try to provide you with some next level tips on how to kind of like play the system, you know, learn the meta. I'm going to give you some tips on how to get rich in Diablo 2, okay? So it is a week after it's a week and three days after the launch and i basically already have full end game gear uh on my sorceress which you know is the most meta character so the gear for sorceress is like the most expensive uh, mm -hmm. uh like like we're talking like uh a, if the same amulet is sork versus i don't know let's say druid it is like a hundred times more expensive I mean, uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, sure, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, and I don't know like exactly what the uh, comps would be, uh, but yes, as of right now, uh, sorcerer stuff is ridiculously, ridiculously expensive. All right, now let's talk about um, strategies if that is your goal, because once again, everyone has different goals. Okay, some people just want to play it for the story because this is their very first time, right? Uh, and if you just want to play for the story and you don't want to rush through, that's cool. But I know for a that's, lot of people, that's, that's that should be your goal. By the way, you will have a much better. I try telling this to Brand New because it's her first time she's never played D two before. Um, but uh, but if it's your first time, that is definitely the way to go. At least get through normal like that. Bare minimum, I feel like, is you need to play through normal as a normal playthrough. And then after that, if you want to, like, you know, go out into the world of Battle.net and then start doing the same pieces of the game repeatedly for really, really, really fast EXP and much better items, that's on you. But, but very, if you're playing this game for the first time, I would definitely recommend a normal playthrough. All right. But with all those warnings put into place, if you say Murps, 
I want to basically uh, do what you did, have the full Taurasha set, have the call to arms, um, just be able to magic find wherever, be able to carry players eight hell games. What can I do? Uh, first of all, you needed to do this a little while back, but the opportunity is still not gone. What you need to do is once again, understand the in-game economy of either MMOs or games in which there is a strong community and uh, economy and, and trade economy. So let's talk about a reset of any sort. And this is what it is. The launch of any game, or let's say we do a ladder reset of Diablo 2, you have to number one, understand where is the meta at first? And then how do we progress after that? So for a new game, you're just kind of guessing because you never know when they're going to patch. You never know when they're going to dramatically change things as some games do right after launch. Um, but for a game like Diablo 2 that, let's face it, it has been figured out, you can really just plan out like, okay, so sorceresses and paladins are going to dominate the early game. Magic find items are going to dominate because people want to snowball and I want them as well. But uh, what can I do to sort of like um, figure out what is valuable? What do I hold? What do I trade? The stuff that everyone at the beginning of any sort of ladder reset or launch are the stuff that the most meta characters want. So Shaco, for example. Uh, Shaco is this helm, for those of you who don't know, that gives plus two to skills, huge life, huge mana, magic find, damage reduction. It is just an all-around amazing helm uh, for those two classes, but really for like so many classes. So like every, almost every single class would love to have a Shaco. And what you saw happen is on the like day two, for people who rush to hell, um, the price of a Shaco was literally name your price. Whatever you wanted, you got for a Shaco because it gave such a huge power spike. But if you remember Ladder for D2 uh, in previous years and how this plays out, this item is not so rare. It's not like the most rare drop in the game. And so over time, you know, after a week, after a month, after a few months, the price of a Shaco will drop dramatically. And as people create secondary characters, you want to think, okay, after people create a sorceress, after they create the initial paladin, what are they creating? They're creating Javazons. They're creating Wind Druids. They're creating more assassins. That's what they're creating. Or uh, they are trying to optimize these characters that they have already built. So what does that mean? If you get an extraordinarily good wind druid item at the beginning, let's say um, a druid pelt, which is the helm, that has plus two to druid skills, plus three to tornado, which is the most popular build, the wind druid, and with some other good stats, you get that at the very beginning of a ladder or the launch of Diablo II Resurrected. You just think to yourself, okay, where are we on the economic curve? We're at the initial starting point where people don't care about that Wind Druid. Because even if people recognize that the Wind Druid Helm is valuable, number one, they don't have enough capital to be able to afford it. And number two, they're too busy trying to establish their own kind of like, you know, snowball magic find character. So well, they will need to put your capital to use. If you're just holding something, then you're not putting the capital to use. So it's worth less. Yep. So, what do but, you... But, but keep in mind, it's worth less for you, too, if yeah. you're the one holding the, the Druid Helm. Yeah. So, at that point, though, you have to recognize, okay, um, because this is a situation where that Druid Helm, it's like, okay, if I could sell this right now and make something, you know, decent, uh, maybe I could get better use out of the capital right now. But for something like a Druid Helm that's that good, you need to recognize that, like, whoa, wait, this is like an actual end game item for... Uh, one of those secondary tertiary characters that people will eventually make. And later on, I could get so much for it. So it's probably better that I save this. The Shaco, if you get it on like day two, and even now, if you don't need it, I would sell it. 
I would sell these items because these are items that people want right now. They are paying in order to just use it. And just to give you an idea, a Shaco on like day two or day three of Diablo 2 Resurrected went for about twice the price that it is now. So it has already dropped in value by 50% in about a week, which is pretty typical. Like that's actually pretty standard um, in like sort of uh, MMO economic curves and timelines. So for, for Shaco, it is going down. What is trending up? It is these things that are optimization tools. Once again, small, like really perfect small charms. 32020 small charms. So these are fine small charms of Vita, uh, which is three to max damage, 20 to attack rating, 20 life. These are the best charms for any sort of melee or like physical damage dealing character. If you get it at the very start, they are not worth that much. People recognize their value. They don't have the capital to give you what it will be worth down the line. But down the line, it will be worth uh, like a truckload. So these are items in which it's like, it's better to hold on to. The stuff that everybody wants to wear at that moment for their first character, that's the stuff that you want to sell. So um, you want to capitalize on that. And, and once again, some of that stuff, the part of the reason why you... Um, why it, 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 uh, you know, commands a premium is, is because whoever finds it probably wants to wear it themselves. So it comes down to, are you going to be the person who can sacrifice, who can survive the marshmallow test and who can sell it and then just wait like a few days for the price to drop and you can either buy it back for much cheaper or you can, you know, buy something else that you want because maybe you found another one through your playing. So once again, think about what the meta is. Think about what characters there are. Think about the fact that at the beginning, there's not a lot of just capital uh, flying around, right? Because what is capital in this game? It's all these great items. That takes time for people to get the runes. It takes time for people to farm these up. So there's just not enough wealth out there. If you have an item that you know is so good for all these tertiary characters later on, hold that. If you have an item, which you know is not that rare, but everybody wants to wear right now, sell that. Um, unless you just, you know, want to, like, I'm wearing some stuff that I probably should have sold right away, and then I could have waited on, but I'm like, no, I'm playing a lot. So number one, I get the value out of it by playing uh, and magic finding with it. Uh, and number two, it's like, no, okay, as long as I recognize this, that's fine. But um, these are tried and true methods in Diablo 2 and really in any MMO to think about how are people playing this game? What's the progression? What are people valuing now? What will be valuable later on? Assuming they don't dramatically change the game, which for Diablo 2, it, it's sort of like, this is a figured out game, right? Um, so with this, it's been very easy. And that's why I have been able to accumulate this much wealth in the game and have like a, a completely GG end game uh, sorceress like a week after playing. So think about it that way. There are lots of strategies. What you don't want to do is just blindly go in and if this is your goal to make wealth, just like magic find and kind of like not think and strategize. Once again, like there's there a strategy to everything, even in a slot simulator like Diablo 2. Um, you don't want to go in and just not strategize uh, and, and think about how you want to tackle um, kind of this meta issue if your goal is to get wealthy in the game. So so I want to put a, a big asterisk on that because, not because Murps is wrong, he's completely right about everything he said, but he is talking, and I want to stress this, he is talking from the perspective of a 0.01% dedicated player. Now... Most, if not all of you, are not that dedicated of a Diablo 2 player. So you have to interpret what he says through a certain lens, which I've learned. So one, when he talks about endgame items, and he says a pretty much perfect, like, you know, druid helm, he means a almost literally perfect druid helm that you cannot think of better mods for. That's why when he says something like, 
the three um, uh, the three uh, damage uh, 20, uh, 20 life and uh, an attack rating um, small charm. It is literally the best small charm for a melee character that the game can generate. It is. Those yep. are the kinds of items that will have more value later on relative to now, even if you don't use the item. Because capital has not caught on to the end gameness of it, right? Like, is plus three minimum damage, even if people are using the league characters, is plus three minimum damage really going to shake your world up? No. But when everybody has a charm, has a, you know, inventory full of like decent charms, well, now upgrading each charm incrementally gets a lot more uh, value relative to the whole value pool that exists in the game. And the whole value pool that exists in the game has like jumped crazy amounts by then too. So, that's what he means. Like that the asterisk is truly endgame. Not just endgame for now, not just your definition of endgame, but literally the game can probably not generate a better item no matter how long a robot can play the game for. Um, that's the level of endgameness you you want for you to hold on to something rather than trade it for value you can use now. And the other part is that you have to compute in how long you're actually going to be playing the game for if you're a magic finder, if you're trying to build your own wealth. If you are like Murps and you are playing 16 hours out of 24 hours, well, you should probably keep the magic find gear most of the time, even if it's a little inefficient, because you're playing as much as anybody could possibly play for, right? You're using the gear to its full or more or less full potential. And you can think about keeping those gears uh, more, which is what Murps did. He finds magic, finds stuff, he's going to keep it. He's not actually going to sell it, even if it sells for a good amount. Um, but if you are like someone who plays like four hours a day, right? That's still plenty of time to like, you know, go and farm on the biggest levels and like play, join, join the end game of Diablo 2. Um, but then any magic find item that you hold, especially in this early time period, is magic find item that a bot or a human being that's kind of like a bot, like Murps, would be getting way more use out of. And so they will pay you the premium to get that use. And holding that magic find item is actually just kind of like rotting on your character for 20 hours out of the day. Um, so you got to think of it in that term. So for most players almost all players if you find a really good item even if it's a magic find item and you want a magic find you want to sell it and buy back some really cheap magic find item that's like way less good than the other one um in, in terms of magic finding be, and, and like save like you know 95 percent of of the value yep because because that's you, you you would be able to get really good value right now for your top end magic find gear if you found a shako on day three or even day two congratulations you sell that immediately to the enthusiastic uh people on the market who really really want it and just use the Tarnhelm for now. Use the Tarnhelm mm -hmm, for yeah. now. Um, that's fine. Yeah, and you can magic find with it. You'll be a little bit slower or weaker during your magic find runs. Yeah. Like let's say you lose fine. 25% of your magic find efficiency by downgrading your gear and saving 95% of your wealth. Well, that's you're losing 25% of your future value, but you've gotten value from that from all the uh, top end gear that you've sold in this like hypothetical scenario where you would actually lose 25% of your whole value and that amount can like just hold and stay and gain value by just like existing right like you think oh the magic find value is going to gain value because i'm going to snowball but no the money that you've traded this for or the forum gold or whatever you're trading it for that is going to gain value at an even higher rate because all the other stuff is going to depreciate a value very fast and it always does yep so for stuff that cannot be consumed like shakos in the server right um mm -hmm. you only have one head slot shakos don't disappear this isn't hardcore right this is not hardcore uh over here so there's no sync shakos are only going to increase uh, people may quit and kind of like, you know, sort of take their, uh, ignore their account, which is taking some, uh, some stuff with them. However, um, it, it won't be fast enough, like not nearly fast mm -hmm. enough. And you need to just think about, okay, um, right now I have like, you know, right now there are probably one Shaco, like if this is day two or day three, one Shaco for about a hundred thousand people that want the Shaco. Eventually, we're going to reach the point where there's like one Shaco for every 10 people that want to Shaco, 
then the price is really different, isn't it? So, uh, and I get a Shaco. At a certain point, you can. Not right now, though. <laughs> Not right now. Um, so, look, look uh, it is also correct. Like, I, I also found, like, a Talrasha armor, and I have been using it because I play a lot. And Talrasha's armor has allowed me to uh, get a lot more uh, cool stuff. And plus, I just enjoy walking around yeah, with Yeah, not cool to mention armor. you look so much cooler with Talrasha's than without Talrasha's. Yes, exactly. And that is priceless. Mm-hmm. Um but this I mean, is, it's the price of Talrasha. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I, I, I will tell you guys, um, so yes, the examples I used were a little bit of the extreme uh, for these items, which are truly endgame, endgame items. Uh, but there's also a smoother progression, right? So uh, kind of any sort of Wind Druid item, for example, um, people want to make that. It's a popular character, and they will. some people will make a second they will almost never make it first. Um, so uh, that's part of the reason I mentioned Wind Druid. Let's talk about the most popular secondary character that people are making. And you see this kind of resonating through the economy right now. Everybody is making a smiter right now. So for a lot of like smiter gear and even a, a rune, like a low rune, right? Which if you had gotten it, like day two or day three, you'll notice low rune has even increased in price. And that's because everybody is trying to make a smiter now, uh, because that's a secondary character that people make after they make a sorceress uh, in order to farm uh, Uber Tristram. And you know what? I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm, I'm doing it too. So these are things that you want to really look out for. Like, okay, well, what is everyone doing? Um, hey, I have some of this smiter gear and it's always better to sell um, like, you know, day whenever I get it as soon as possible, right? No, not exactly. Like this is one of those things where you know if something is going to happen immediately after the first wave, like the first wave of sorceresses. And then at this point, a week and three days afterwards, uh, you see everyone wants smiter gear and things, the smiter uh, gear gets a little bit more expensive. Save that. And it... Uh, this isn't even go- going to sit in your inventory for that long. All you had to do is wait a week and you get like a higher return on the smiter gear because people are like, okay, sorceress, sorceress is done. And now I want these torches and the, the most reliable way. And really the only way to do it is to build a smiter. Um, and suddenly your items have a lot more competition for them. Yup. So Diablo 2. You didn't think there was that much to analyze, but there is, just like there is in pretty much any game. But uh, what Wimers is saying is, uh, like, a lot of this is, like, you mentioned this before, but it's it's true of any closed economy. I mean, it's true of an open economy, too. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's, it, it does, it's, 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 uh, the openness it adds a little something to it. But uh, But it's definitely true of kind of any video game economy that doesn't have artificial rules to it like being soulbound and things and it's even true of the more complicated systems that have soulbound items and other things if they're not too invasive and they're not you know putting too much of a thumb on the scale in the economy um so it's uh, it's just general things it's good to know especially as like a video game like a hardcore gaming fanatic that you know at some point will participate in some multiplayer economy because I'll tell you this right now, and um, you may think this is an exaggeration, but you would be totally wrong. 99.99% of active players in MMOs and Diablo and anything with an active economy that's more or less free do not even understand a quarter of how the economics works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with so, that. If you understand how the economic goes, you don't have to have a full, perfect, you know, PhD in economics understanding of it. If you could just understand how it works at like an introductory college course level, um, you're way ahead of the game, and you will just be richer. Yeah, by and, doing the same thing. And a lot uh, of people or, kind of think about it's like, oh, what do I have to understand about economics? No, no, it, like think about it in the way that I just presented it. What comes first? What comes second? What do people want when the first wave hits? What do people want when the second wave hits? That's basically it. And if you view it in that way, it, it, it's if if it's daunting at all, it becomes a lot less daunting, and it becomes, I think, much easier to understand. 
Yep. Um, cool. Uh, so we had a nice educational Diablo 2 uh, uh, part of this podcast. I think that's that's it. Is there anything else you want to cover or we can just keep it as a short podcast? No, I think this is good. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, it's a fun game if you guys haven't bought it yet. Uh, definitely think consider giving it a shot. Um, really, like it's just such an important... Um, I don't know about... I mean, it is really important too. But it's just also such a withstanding the test of time piece right like it, it, it Diablo 2 holds up uh, in terms of the fun factor it does not hold up in terms of things like balance or end game or just things you expect of a modern game you're not going to take it and then put it next to something like Hades and be like oh Diablo 2 is an equally good game but it, it, it came like you know 20 years before Hades and Hades wouldn't exist without Diablo 2 and the, the economics makes it different but even the actual gameplay, right? You can still play it, and it still feels good. Even without the nostalgia factor, it is a game that, like, I would recommend. Which is a crazy thing to say about a 20-year-old game that just got literally reskinned. It was not, like, remastered. It was just reskinned. Yep. Oh, um, it, it looks really good. Um, so, once again, if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. It's a good time. All right. So that's it for us. Remember, no podcast next week. We'll be back the week after that. Uh, wish us luck. Um, you know, we appreciate everybody here keeping the lights on at the Light First Podcast and being subs. And uh, we're going to just just gamble. We're not actually gambling your money. I'm, I'm joking. We're gambling our own money. The GOAT's money is entirely separate. Uh, don't, don't crack down on us, IRS. <laughs> this is this is actually a, yeah, no no goat money is being used on this trip uh, even joke. if even if goat business is uh is conducted uh this is all strictly personal money trip okay but definitely wish us luck because this all we're, we're we're putting down some big bucks here uh and we will see you uh the week after next week until then this is Odwicta. this is Murph. see you guys Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.